Uh, this is Triple M's Homegrown Round the Country and on the brand new listener app, 52 Stations. Uh, one of our favourites here at Homegrown. We're lucky enough to have spoken to him multiple times across the journey. An incredible career. His songs, well, he makes it sound easy. Oh, here we go again and I'm so one of our great singer-songwriters, you know who it is. A man who doesn't age while the rest of us do. Now you think you're so damn fine, you can rule the world. Seven albums, millions of albums sold. Changing his sound, mixing it up, we like it. All the new offerings. You give me something I want, with you I have no as I welcome to Triple M's Homegrown, joining me down the line, wearing the best pair of sunnies you'll ever see, <laughs> Mr. Pete Murray. How are you, man? Good, Maddie. Good to talk to you again, Matt. It was a pleasure. Can you please tell the Triple M family what you're wearing? Uh, yeah, I'm wearing, I'm wearing some cool dudes. <laughs> Let me explain that, please. Yeah. No, you, uh, you need to explain cool dudes right to, now yeah. to the family. So uh, my daughter, Sahara, is 18 months. So whenever she's little, as a little girl, every time she had some sunglasses on, we would say, oh, cool dude. You know, you look like a cool dude. Cool yeah. dude, you know. And she thought that sunglasses were called cool dudes. So whenever we would go anywhere, mm. she would see someone wearing sunglasses. She would go, cool dude, cool dude. <laughs> yeah. And we went to, uh, to get some coffee one time at the local cafe. And there was an older elderly lady there who had some pretty... Cool dudes, looking yeah. cool dudes on, you know. And Sahara was like, oh, cool dude. And the lady was like really quite chuffed. She was like, oh. <laughs> I've still got it. <laughs> I've still got it. Thank you. And I said, oh, actually, it's, uh, I explained what she was talking about. And she was like, oh. I said, but you still, you look like a pretty cool dude anyway. So that's cool. <laughs> but, you know. Hey, it must be um, pretty exciting, not only music, but just being a dad. Like your youngest is 18 months old. Your eldest yeah. is 19, living in yeah. Melbourne. I love it, mate. You know, like for me, that, that's my priority. You know, I know there's a lot of other guys, a lot of my, my mates that are the tour of the world and, and continually get around. I kind of choose not to do that because it's, um, you know, me, uh, family comes first and yeah. uh, I, I love it, you know. So, yeah, look, I've got four kids now. Charlie's um, first, he's on his first year at uni in Melbourne. Um, yep. Pedro's 15. Um, Sachi turned five the other day and then Sahara's 18 months. Yeah. So, you know, having the young girls again is, is really full on and it does take a lot of time and really challenging in, in the way that, um, you know, w- what I'm doing with, um, uh, you know, any recording I'm doing in the studio or anything that you do, you've really got to, it's hard again. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you, you, get, you get, you get tired and try and explain it. And, and uh, Sachi, who's five, she gets disappointed when I go away and I've got to really explain it to her. Oh, look, I'm going to miss you too. And it's really hard. So. Well, you're uh, your eldest is in Melbourne. I'm just going to play a snippet of uh, the first time we ever spoke. This is you talking about playing gigs the early days in Melbourne. You know, if I could get, like the standard crowd was like 10 people. <laughs> and I remember one night there was like about 30 people and I'm thinking, wow, I'm, I'm making progress. This is awesome. But they were there for some other party and popped in for a drink. Have you shown your son uh, the old horns where you used to play on Fitzroy Street? Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, yeah, we've been in there and had a look at those. Um, and actually he came to, I played the Corner Hotel again recently. Was it last year? Yeah. And he came along and jumped up and played with me uh, on, on a couple of songs. So nice. the crowd love it, hey, when he gets up and plays. And <laughs> yeah. It's funny, we played the Blues Festival cool. last year. Yeah. And um, he jumped up uh, through, he did Opportunity and, and, and Feeler. Really? Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. And during Feeler, I just sort of jumped off stage and I ran out to the, there was, a hat, there was a basically a, a, an area I could run out to the front of house. Yeah. And I listened to the mix, so I ran out there and just watched, and he was kind of singing with the band. I'm just thinking, Whoa. Sound, sounds like me. <laughs> yeah, so I'm yeah. kind of going, ching, ching, here we go. I'm just going to send you on the road with my band. I'm going to stay at home. So, <laughs> yeah. but, but it was good, you know, and it's great fun. You know, you're getting to play with, you, with your, um, 
with your kid, you know, like it's, mm. uh, you're watching them grow up and, and be part of that. And they, he's, he's loving music as well. He's studying business. Yeah, nice. But uh, he's um, loving music and it's just, it's great fun to, to have well, that you, there in your life, you know. Do you see uh, any of your other kids jumping up and joining the band? This is when the last time we spoke, just after the night in the heat of COVID. Good, Maddie. How are you? Happy release day. How are we celebrating? I've actually got my keyboardist <laughs> here with me who two weeks ago couldn't get across the border from um, from Western, in Western Australia yeah. to, to the Adelaide show. So he is uh, with me now and we're going over all the new tracks on the on the EP so he, so he doesn't make any mistakes tomorrow. Otherwise, if he does, I'll fire him. <laughs> <laughs> now, did he get fired or is he still on the van? Did he learn the songs oh he's a pretty he's a pretty amazing player yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. he nailed it very uh, very well yeah cool um but uh, yeah, it, was, it was a tough time hey covid really Wasn't it? Yeah. very challenging for anyone in this business there's no doubt about that everyone suffered greatly from it it was a very challenging time so i mean i was very very lucky that i got to play um a couple of festivals um, yeah. which kind of you know just kept things going i know that a lot of those guys weren't that lucky and especially a lot of the, the guys that felt really sorry for were, were all the crew yeah, crew guys really struggled, and some of them uh, left the industry and got full time jobs other work, other places because they just couldn't, yeah, couldn't yeah, keep yeah. doing it. So that was really sad for that to happen. And you know, I know, I know trying to find techs right now is really hard because um, mm. there's not, you know, a lot of them have gone, and uh, it's just it's so we're just getting back up on our feet again, I think. But yeah. look, this year will be a uh, a big year, um, mm. and I've got a lot going on in the second half of the year. So yeah, it's exciting. Uh, be good. It's cool, man. Uh, like you said, and like you, you're playing these venues that uh, kick off in July. You're going overseas as well. We can talk about that. But, you know, like yep. the Fortitude Music Hall in Brisbane, you know, the yep. Forum in Melbourne, Enmore in Sydney, like these are iconic venues, man. And, and just like, you know, playing those songs in the intro, how hard is it to put together a set list now, man? There are so many hits that you've had over your career. It's funny, you know, um, lately the songs have been, the shows have been playing, you know, at the end you'll meet some meet some fans and... and um, They'll be going. I didn't know that you played that song and yeah, this song and that yeah. song. And it's like, so I'm kind of becoming one of those artists now that you know I'm an older guy, and everyone's like, "Did you do that? I didn't know that was you." It's like, yeah, come on, get get it together. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, look, there's a lot of lot of uh, great songs there, and it's it's good fun to play them. Um, it's one thing I haven't got sick of playing my own songs. It's it's uh, it's nice that that happens, you know, especially with the band. I've got the band's fantastic to play with, and yeah. Um, you know, a good bunch of guys, but you know, um, this year, as you know, um, I'm releasing the, uh, it's the greatest hits tour. Yeah. So doing the best of, um, which is a funny thing, you know, in, in your career, because, um, when you get to that, uh, as an artist, you're going, am I, am I here already? Yeah, 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 yeah. But look, you know, it's, 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 it's part of the, the deal with the record label and that's where it was. We, we had this deal and it's always in place. So, um, you know, not not that my career's over. I think you just no. you, you come in and you, you. This is the first um, twenty years, you know, that I've yeah. that I've been around, and th- these are the, the the songs that that are that are on the best of, and um, you know, that's what um, where I'm at. Uh, what I'm, the good thing I'm, I'm looking at doing too at the moment is um, re-recording some of these songs and revamping them, you know, so that it, they're they're probably sound a little bit fresher. Uh, yeah. You still get your old classics, you know, but having this where you got a bit more of a, a modern flavour to it, uh, and um, doing something that's a little different. Still not trying to you know, lose the essence of what the song is, but for me that's the exciting thing too that uh, um, that I'm trying to do. So, for example, you know, I've just actually jumped in the studio, my studio home, and and re-recorded 
better days opportunity. And um, with that, rather than doing the six string, I've just I've got this old sixties twelve string. Yeah, nice. Gibson Gibson yeah. twelve string. It's such a beautiful, lush sounding guitar. So for me, that's one thing already. You know, that, that's a little different from from the original. And I'm just changing yeah. the keys a little bit too. Nice. So that it's a just no, just so it's subtle, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It gives people a, a fresh look at. You know, I guess where the songs are at now and how they how I play them live, maybe you know how they are, how they've ch- um, changed and and evolved over the twenty years. Because we do some songs, uh, th- things have changed. You know, like uh, there's there's drum solos and things in there now, yeah, guitar solos and stops and and hits and you know all sorts of stuff that does change and maybe mm. even changing the the um, instrumentation up a little bit. So it's nice. kind of fun to go back and look at all these songs again. Yeah re-record them and, and try and just spark it up a bit so that people can, you know, to have listened to the, maybe, you know, the revamped versions of these. Yeah. Does it make it, um, I always wanted to, I always wondered this with greatest hits. Does it make it easier or harder to put together a track listing? It's not, it's not easy, but this yeah. is what it, came, it came pretty quick for me. Nice. Um, nice. You know, for me, the first song was always going to be Feeler. Yeah. I love it. Feeler was just the first song that, that, that started everything for me. So that had to be the first song on the, on the, on the best of, you know, it just had to be. Yeah. Um, and I remember when we talked about, you know, with the label, that was going to be the first song. It's got to come out for me. This is a, um, this is what do I do? This mm. is the kind of, you got a, you got a flavor of acoustic and you got this sort of, um, kind of a rock outro that, and that's yeah. kind of the combination combination that I, I love. Uh, you know, I grew up listening to Neil Young and for me, I, I was yeah. very inspired by him. He has his acoustic stuff, beautiful acoustic stuff he has. Mm. And then he's got these, you know, great rock songs that just kind of, you know, are so different. So for me, that was, a, that song just has everything in one. Yeah, uh, but look, once course. I went through it, um, you know, uh, putting that in, where do you put a song like um, So Beautiful, which was, uh, mm. you know, probably one of the biggest ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of sitting in the middle of that. Yeah. I just thought, of, I didn't want to put it too early. But uh, look, you know, it's good fun. And what we'll do live, you know, whether I stick to that set list, I'm not, I'm not too sure. Uh, but we'll see. See how we go. I think it's like, not only is it cool for you to like release, uh, you know, like a greatest hits and, you know, celebrate all of your songs and, you know, there are so many good ones, but it's, it's real kind of, uh, it's a celebration for everyone around you too, who's been on the journey. Yeah. I feel like it's for people to reflect on as well. Like the fans that have been coming to your shows, family. It's just like, it, it's one for everyone, isn't it? I feel with the greatest hits. Yeah. I'm getting, um, kids, parents, gr- yeah. grandparents that it will be at the same show now. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, you get the, 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 the younger, the 20 year olds that are coming, you know, and, mm. and either their older, um, siblings or their parents, you know, have got them into it. And it's just, um, yeah. look, I find if you can, if you write music that, that can sort of last time yeah. and it, it travels through the ages and, and people will start to sort of get that, I, you know, um, better days. I'm kind of getting not on these days. Yeah. Uh, uh, for, uh, you know, people are going around saying, oh, I'm feeling a bit Pete Murray. You've probably heard this as well for better days when they're, when they're hung over, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. or when they're not feeling well, it's like, oh, I'm feeling a bit Pete Murray. It's like, that's, <laughs> which, uh, that's, that's a great achievement. You know? yeah, it's very Australian too. Yeah, it's it is. So it's very niche. <laughs> it is, but it's pretty funny, uh, you know, and, and that's been happening for a long time and it's, I think it's growing more and more. So yeah, yeah, yeah. when the, the kids hear that for the first time, they'll be going, what does that mean? You know, I feel, yeah, a, bit, feel a bit Pete Murray. Um, <laughs> but you know, the, the sing-alongs too at the live shows are yeah. at a level where, you know, I, I try to really work the crowd up now to get to that stage where they're really singing, everyone's singing along and everyone feels comfortable and yeah. uh, it's, you know, songs like 
Opportunity and Better Days and mm. Feeler. They just such big sing along songs now that it's uh, you know it's so much fun to play them live. Yeah, and um, and hear the crowd singing it back to you. It's, at times I just stop and just let the crowd go. Yeah, that's so yeah, cool, man. And you're taking it overseas, like that's yep. just like the cherry on top, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like, um, you know, I, I love playing overseas. Uh, it's a sh- it's a short, quick one um, because you know I, I I don't like being away from the family too long. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just basically two weeks away. Go and hit that as fast as I can, and then get back home again. But yeah, uh, look, it'll be uh, um, it's gonna be a lot of fun, and uh, I I think just getting you know people back again to to hear all the songs together and even to listen to the greatest hits or listen to the revamped versions of them. And yeah. It just brings back those memories for people back, you know, in the time when I have so many people that you, that you, that I bump into and say, Oh, you know, your album feeler or, you know, better days or whatever it was, you know, I traveled with that when yeah, I came to Australia, you yeah, know, yeah, you go yeah. overseas. I traveled with that when I was traveling in Australia and, yeah. or I had friends that were traveling in Australia. They came back overseas and played it to us. This was before all the streaming yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, where people could just couldn't get on, hear any song. So, um, you know, there was just, you just have these, uh, stories of people telling you this stuff and how the songs meant to them and how they heard about it in the first time. And yeah. obviously things have changed now. Streaming sites have changed, um, everything, Spotify and Apple music has changed a lot. So, Music is uh, more accessible everywhere around the world. No doubt about that. It's weird, isn't it? It's kind of like uh, you kind of you look at your career and like so many kind of acts that are around the same time. How much it's changed in such a small period of time? You know, like yeah. CDs were selling, and then it was Napster, download Spotify. Like the game has almost like switched on its head in like a ten year period. Like what's that been like for you? Kind of being in it while it, you know it's it's just changed so much. It's kind of like the wild wild west. I remember when the Napster thing happened and everyone was downloading stuff for free and um, I was at a conference somewhere with, with Sony and Sony were talking about, you know, there's, this is a really exciting time for music and I remember thinking, wow, like this is a scary time for music. I don't yeah. know what's going to happen here. Mm. And uh, But I think, that you know, the, the record labels were keeping fairly positive at what, what was going to happen and, you know, I think that, you know, since we have this now, yeah. Um, the streaming platforms, it's, it's just made it look nothing. I shouldn't say nothing's easy in music. This is the hardest industry to try and crack it in. And, you know, anyone that has a go at it, um, needs support and needs to be, you know, appreciated for what they do. It kind of annoys me when you have the media, some people will just bring them down for yeah. some reason. Like there is so much effort and, and, you know, you're putting yourself out there and to, to try and crack it. It's a really hard thing to do. Mm. Um, it's, so it's a tough industry to try and break. Um, the beauty of it now is that when you put a song up, you are exposed to the world and, you know, you can be big in, in Iceland or wherever, you know, if, if yeah. you, if you get on a playlist, so things can really open up for a lot of artists now and it's, uh, but it's not easy because there's so much music, there's so much more music to, that you're competing against. So that's the thing, but, um, you know, I was a big believer in if you write a, if you write a good song, you know, a good song is going to go somewhere and yeah. people, people are going to hear it. People are going to feel something from it and people are going to want to sing along to it and they're going to want to see you play it live. Absolutely, man. Well, people are stoked to see you play live. People cannot wait for the greatest hits. And I'd like to keep on that theme of playing live because this is a little game that we uh, have at Triple M's home going. So this is memory lane. So what I've done, yep. Pete, is I've yep. gone through gigs in your gig history and I've plucked out the most random ones. Well, just random ones to see what you remember. Now, it doesn't need to be the gig. 
It could be like traveling to and from. Most people think they're not going to remember anything, but most of the that, time that they do. That's me right now. That's me right <laughs> All right. Tell me if you remember this gig in 2004 at the University of Queensland you played with. It was a big gig you played with Hilltop Hoods. You also played with Body Jar. 2004 university gig. Do you remember that? No, I don't remember. What, <laughs> what was it called? It was called The Big Gig at University of Queensland. Far out. I, no, I cannot remember that one at all. <laughs> That's all right. We'll go, we'll go a year later. You'll remember okay. this one. Yep. Wave Of course, we had a silver chair, the oil. Formed especially for at the ride. And good friend of the show too, John Butler. Tsunami Relief Concert. Pete, uh, what, what do you remember about this? Like even just getting asked to do, obviously it was oh. horrible what happened. Um, tell yeah, us about that gig. But what an amazing gig and, and yeah. they raised a lot, of, a lot of money for the people over there. Mm. Uh, I remember that was just, my career was just coming up at this stage. So I remember getting yeah. asked to play there and uh, what a, an amazing day that was, you know. The, yeah. It was I mean, the, the artists that were involved, the Finn brothers, um, Tim and Neil, you know, like, wow, playing yeah. with those guys. Uh, the Oils, Powderfinger, I love Powderfinger are my good mates, you know, and I love their music as well. So Silverchair, it was a, it was a cool day um, to, be, to be part of that, you know. Um, as I remember, it was only probably 12 months earlier, and I was, uh, I think I was at my first ARIA on nominations. Yeah, right. And I remember thinking, uh, you know, there's a photo with the Powderfinger guys and the, um, yeah, nice. Uh, other Aussies, uh, classics that I, I was just like, I'm going, I shouldn't be in this photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I felt yeah. really out of place of something for Kate with there as well. I was like, just yeah. going, I, I just shouldn't be here. Tim Friedman. Yeah. I'm thinking, what am I doing here? This is not where I should be. Yeah. And then, you know, then I played this, um, this, sh- this show with these guys and it was amazing. You know, like there were 50, 55,000 people there. Yeah. Dude. I think when I came on stage, um, I was one of the earlier acts, but there was still at least probably 35, 40,000 people. Everyone got there <sighs> early. Yeah. And I think prob- probably because like th- that stage, you know, I think we, I'd, I'd released, um, feeler and, yep. and lines and then, um, so beautiful had just come out and it was just really going crazy. So there's a lot of people there to see that and sing along to that. So yeah. it was an amazing vibe. I was pretty nervous about it. And uh, my guitar wasn't working for the first song, and I, and it was. This is funny. Well, it wasn't so funny. It was funny for me. It wasn't so funny for Powderfinger and, and the Oils because what I did it took a long time to try and we had to work out the problem, and we had, um, I think it was a, a forty minute set. I think it was. Yeah. And I played over because it was like, oh, this is not work. I've got to keep going, and I wasn't paying any attention to the time. And then by the time we sort of got into the to the set, I went like 15 minutes over, which just suddenly threw everyone back. <laughs> yeah. And I remember, um, you know, <laughs> Powderfinger copped it because they just did their normal hour set, and but the oils manager was peeved because he thought they'd played over. And he was <laughs> he was ripping into these guys, and they just come off stage and lifting. He's like, you guys, you, you know, you think about it. He was like ripping into them, and and I was in the background, and and, and <laughs> the guys going, what are you talking about? We just did that. No, you didn't. You went over, and I was in the background going, it was. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't saying anything. I was like, uh, "That was actually me, guys." So, so I didn't say anything at all. Like, so, but it was, 
it was, you know, amazing to be part of that night. And the other embarrassing thing for me is I had, you know, we all had, um, we had our own mates who could come back. And of course, my mates were just so pumped with the success that I was having at the time. And they were there. Uh, and my friends were the drunkest back there and a few of them got asked to leave and I was like, this is so embarrassing. Like what is going on? This is, you know, I'm here with Murray. Yeah, that's right. Whereas, you know, I've seen better days. We've seen a bit, bit Pete Murray guys, you know, (laughs) the origins, they got, they got thrown out and, uh, I was like, where's this career going to take me? This is a very interesting moment. So yeah, man. And it must've been crazy because I don't think an all Australian lineup had been assembled like that. Like really ever, like you said, maybe at the Arias, they'd all be there. So what was it like to kind of get off stage and then, you know, the best thing about playing a festival is watching all the other bands and then it, it is just this all-star lineup. Oh, and, and, and and big acts, the oils, you know, yeah. um, Powderfinger were, were huge then too. Um, Kamal was there watching, you know. Um, it was just, uh, it was an amazing thing. I was backstage having a chat to Peter Garrett and I was just like, yeah. Couldn't believe I was talking to Peter Garrett, you know, and, and yeah. we just shared the stage together. So, um, you know, it was amazing. Uh, and like I said, at that stage in my career, I didn't think I should be there with those guys, you know, to, yeah. so to be there and to be talking to them backstage and, you know, it was, it was a pretty amazing moment. Yeah. And, and just for also for what we, were, what we were trying to do and, and raise money for, you know, what needed to be done was also, that's the main thing that we were really there for and trying to make that happen. And so... You know, I can't think how much, I can't remember how much money they raised, but it was a lot of money and, yeah. it was, you know, that was the best thing. Oh, that's awesome, man. Let's go uh, three years later, the Toyota Muster in South Australia. Other bands that played this were... Is it me and you? We had John Williamson, Casey Changes. Am I not pretty and uh, Mossy was there too. Any memories from the Toyota Muster? Where was it? Where it was, was in uh, I'm, I'm a Maymore Creek State Forest Park in South Australia, the Toyota Muster. God. <laughs> no. That's I've, all right. I've played with Casey a lot uh, in, the, in the past. She's lovely. Yeah. Um, uh, no. <laughs> I don't remember that either. Well, Gosh, let, let's, yeah. let's, let's go the same year okay, uh, yeah. in June, Germany, uh, Rock in the Park, Metallica. And the- Else also had Stereophonics 2 and the Verve as well. Festival in Germany, memories from that? Oh yeah, I remember that one. That oh. was fantastic. I was uh, System of a Down played there too, oh, I think. Nice. I, I can't remember if it was that year. Yeah. But um, I remember talking to uh, the singer, I've just gone blank on his name at the moment, Um of System of Down. Uh, oh, Serge. Serge, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I was backstage. We had the same promo girl um, that was looking after both of us. And oh, no way. I just went up, we went up to see um, yeah, one of, the, one of the main acts, and he was there, and I was just uh, – but he wasn't playing under System of Down. He was playing okay. under another band that he was playing with. Yeah. And uh, I was like, Serge. <laughs> he was like, hey, man. He was like, such a nice guy, such a nice guy. And we yeah. hung out, and it, I, we kept bumping into it because there was a couple of things, festivals we did together then. Nice. And he was such a polite guy. You know, you'd think like the way he sings from System of Down is like, I don't want to mess with this guy. He's like, he yeah, looks like totally. he's a nutter, you know. It's so nice. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I remember that. That was great. Um, who headlined that one? Uh, Metallica. Metallica. That's right, Metallica. Yeah. No, yeah. It, was, it was fantastic. I remember going out uh, and looking around. <laughs> It was a, a strange festival, you know, of, um, <laughs> yeah. 
I'll say this, but you might want to, I don't know, really want to cut this out, but no. I remember walking around and as soon as we came out to sort of walk through the grounds, there were people just peeing everywhere. They weren't using the bathrooms, yeah. girls included. Yeah. And I remember just walking out going, what the hell is going on here? This is like crazy. Everyone was like off their heads already. Yeah. And uh, it was just, it was a really, but in a nice vibe. No one was being rude. It was yeah, just like, totally. This yeah. is, it's, it's Europe. I'm in Europe now and these guys are going to, if they've got a wee, they're going to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're not going to walk to the toilet over there. It's too far. Yeah. So I was like, wow, this is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, seeing some of those bands play too, like uh, Metallica, you know, I've, I've never seen them, but in a festival you got, you know, 50, 60,000 people. I was, wow, it was pretty yeah. special. Uh, and just cruising around, seeing other acts and, you know, meeting crazy Germans. And I remember having some uh, <laughs> vodka and Red Bull. This guy was like, just kept getting vodka and Red Bull. I'm going, man, I'm going to have a heart attack if I keep going. I had three and this guy was just pouring them down. I'm like, this is, I don't even know if he survived that one. But it was, it was cool. Like, you know, it's, it's just such a vibe. You got your Aussie festivals and yeah. we kind of do what we do here. And over there, it's just, they do what they, they do there. And it's, uh, they're, they're, you know, they're there for a good time. Yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, let's fall fast uh, a little bit further. You did some shows down the green with Mr. Rob Thomas. And I think this man was also there. Yes, he was, yeah. Am I right? How was that? Daryl's a lovely fella. Yeah, he's a really, really nice guy. Um, and so is Rob. Rob is one of the sweetest blokes you'll ever meet. And I heard yeah. this before I started to play with him. Um, I've heard that he, he'll look, he'll come into your room, he'll, intro, he'll introduce himself to, the, to yourself and the band and say hi. And he, he did that straight away and we became uh, very good friends and, nice. uh, he was, he was, uh, was my band's a, a great band, you know, really yeah. good, good players that play with me. I feel very fortunate. And, um, so when we played on those shows with him, Rob and his band would watch every Every, oh, really? um, every, like, you know, most, uh, headlining acts, they don't, they don't hang around to watch. They'll be, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they'll be gone, you know, and they'll come on for the show and they go. Um, but he was there watching cause like the band was good and they'll, he, every time him, his band would come up and go, man, like that's such a good band. You got, you know, great songs, blah, blah. And yeah. And Rob would go even go through the set list and go, what's this song called? This one, I think I checked, it was a, it's please, it's a please and so beautiful. And they're like, they're like your big ones. And then you got this one. It's like, he would go through. And, yeah, right. and I'm going, wow, this is like pretty amazing. I didn't expect you to sort of really care, mm. uh, but a uh, lovely bloke. And then on one of the gigs, I was, um, singing better days. Yeah. I was just getting the crowd to go and the crowd was still a bit shy, you know, and I'm like, slowly getting him in there. Next minute, he just was right beside me and he's just like, come on everyone. And then suddenly oh, right. just, like, got going. He just started singing the song for me <laughs> and right. I was like, wow, like that was a really great moment. Another time we had, uh. He was at side stage watching and I was, something was happening with the guitar. I said, just, I'm going to get my guitar tech for one minute. And so I just like, hey, guitar tech. And he just, he played along with it. So when he came on, he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> yeah, the guitar. I said, yeah, hurry up and fix it up, you know. And he rushes, rushes off and comes back again. He's just such a lovely bloke and oh, he doesn't have an ego at all, you know. And, um, you know, great. Uh, talking to him too, like I remember talking to him about um, the song Smooth, such a great song. And I always yeah. thought that... Um, this that Santana wrote that song because yeah. I didn't think about it. you know he was like I thought Rob was the guy that would came in and just did the lyrics uh, or or sang for, on it you know and Rob was like no I wrote that one with someone else and we get Santana and it's like wow that was uh, that's a great song you know <laughs> isn't it really good yeah it's a great song so yeah lovely fella but I remember those shows we've done quite a few shows together now and um, I remember be- before COVID hit he was t- Matchbox Twenty were about to do 
some shows in America and I remember texting him going, mate, they keep me in mind for this. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then COVID hit, you know, and just like died. Oh, man. Ah, okay. My fingers back. I do, that actually reminds me, I wanted to ask you about something else that I found. Um, I remember this performance. I remember watching it and it was so cool. This is you at the Aras with John Mayer. So good, man. Can you tell me how that came together? I don't remember that. Who, who's that guy? John Myers. <laughs> yeah, that was a great moment. We, uh, funny thing was, um, John uh, came over the, the day before and we, um, he was jet lagged, very heavily jet lagged. He'd been doing a big tour in America and yeah. came over and, and uh, we, we did the, the run through in the afternoon as you do for the, the, for the performance for the, uh, for the show and yeah. um, sound checked and everything. And, and he um, wasn't quite getting the, the vocals right. He was singing flat. And I remember thinking, oh, okay. So I didn't want to say anything to him. I was like, this isn't working. You know, it really wasn't working where, where it should be. Mm. And then we did it a couple of times. And then, um, you know, the next day he said, look, I'll get it. I'll get it. I'm just really tired. Jet lag. So that's fine. So the next day we came on for the, the, for the day of the performance, we came in and had to do a little line check again. And, um, we did that and, and, uh, it still wasn't really happening. Hey. And I was thinking, oh, this mm -hmm. is, uh, Still not working, you know. I didn't know what to, I didn't know what to say to him. Yeah, what what can you say to John Mayer too? It's like, hey, yeah, man, can that's you right. just kinda, you know So anyway, he um he turned to me and said, You're not you're not singing this right. I was like What? He said, You're you're not singing. He said, Your phrasing's different. I said, Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, and he and so he sang the phrasing for me. Oh, you know what? You're right. I over the time I don't sit there and listen to my music at home, obviously. So the way I sang something <laughs> early on live you start to change things and, and it just changes so it changed it no, that was throwing him so we did it again and and it still wasn't really working you know and so I, we came off and so before the before the um the show i was a little bit nervous so i didn't think this was going to work yeah as well as what it should and um so we and then john came back in we we're about probably one stage in about 10 minutes to do the the, the live show and he came back in, he said, listen, I just want to just run through this song again. And he had the guitar. I didn't even have a guitar at the stage. And he said, like, just, just let me play this and let's just sing it together. And he played it. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's like, the way he was playing it was incredible. Like he's an amazing guitarist. And it, yeah. it was like playing it way better than what I could, finger picking it and playing it. And, um, and we sang it and it was just spot on. And I remember thinking, nice. wow, so confident, you know, and yeah. when he just did that. And so confident too that he was playing this, you know, the whole thing. And... Uh, going through it so i was like okay this is perfect so we we step on uh stage and i remember the guys uh i think rove might have been hosting this <laughs> yeah one. yeah he was and um we got a call and uh the guy said okay you're on live in 30 seconds and then we you know john's checked his guitar it sounds good and i'm checking mine there's nothing oh. nothing coming through and i'm like <laughs> i've got no sound i've got no sound and so the guys quick get the lead pull it out okay you're on in 15 seconds and it's like i still didn't have a lead in my guitar and i'm going okay you're on in 10 seconds and this is live. I'm standing there with my guitar. I can't do anything. And I just turned to John and he just went, I got you covered. Yeah. And the, I got to tell you, I was so calm about it and so confident. I was like, yeah, you have got me covered. I'm totally fine with this. <laughs> yeah. and, and I didn't, you know, I didn't need to play this at all. And this guy was going to play it and this is going to be perfect. And that's what he, you know, brought to that, to that performance. Yeah. Uh, how, how professional and how good he is. Mm. And when, you know, they said, right, five seconds. And all I just felt this click, clip, you know, from the, the plug. Yeah, yeah, test, yeah. It, test it. And it was like, dum, dum. Okay, good. And it was like, ladies and gentlemen, Pete Murray, John Mayer. 
And it was like, doom, boom, boom, boom. That's how close it was to getting that point. (laughs) So within the last five seconds, it was, that was it. Oh man, that's so cool. Oh, that's just it. The stories behind performances like that. I mean, it happens all the time, doesn't it? From what you'd know, even if it's like performing on like a footy show, an AFL grand final, it's so unnatural the way you have to kind of put those performances together. And you, you rarely get a lot of time to kind of practice. You're right. Like you said, like when you're actually in the moment. That's right. And, you know, I think that's what make these, makes these stories great because people get to, to hear them and go, wow, I didn't know that. You know, when you played yeah. it, it was such a perfect performance. And John's guitar part and his solo was like amazing. And it was just, it just the song just floated, you know, so well. And, uh, and it was great, you know. So, um, you know, to be blessed to, uh, to play that with him or get him to play one of my songs was pretty amazing. Yeah. Amazing time. So, um, and uh, he was like, Man, you know, what are you up for? What, what, what awards? And he was such a confident sort of guy, you know, um, I said, ah, oh, you know, whatever. I think Bernard Fanning was, was up there and I thought Bernie's going to get best male cause he was, had a cracker album. Yeah. And John's like, man, you're going to, you're going to win a, an Aria. He said, nah, I don't think so. I don't, never felt like I was going to win yeah. Arias. And, um, he's like, no, nah, don't be like that. He said, you know, you'll get one. I said, yeah, I don't think I will. And I didn't. <laughs> and I still haven't, but, <laughs> but I have well, no, I don't know if it's going to come. I don't. I don't want it to come because the, the beauty of it is that now, Matty, is I have. I'm the most nominated, never to win. I have <laughs> seventeen nominations, never to win. How many? So, seventeen. Oh my god! And I think the closest to me. I remember talking to Illy a few years ago. He had eleven, and he was like, he he won something. Oh really? He was eleven, I think, and that was the closest to me. I'm seventeen. Seventeen oh. zero. So, <laughs> but that's that's a record. So there you go. Oh like my god, man! And look, you're releasing a greatest hit, so it's still going pretty well. So. On Triple M's homegrown with Matteo, it's time for. Uh oh, it's right party or dinner. All right, so this is right party dinner, Pete. So I'm going to give you yep. three artists. You can either yep. write a song with them, you can party with the other one, or the third you're taking home to dinner with the family. Okay. Okay. All right, first artist, Ella Hooper. Second artist, the one and only Mr. Paul Kelly. If this works. All right, well, Paul Kelly, How to Make Gravy. Pretend that's playing right now. And the third, Crowded House. So you got Ella Hooper, Paul Kelly, and Neil Finn. You're going to write a song, you're going to party with the other... Third, you're going to take the dinner. What are we doing? When Ella came up, I said, I'll take her home because she's oh, lovely. Cool. She, uh, and she's a really uh, a good man. She's a lovely person. I would take her home. But then he went Paul Kelly. And I'm thinking, okay, well, do I, you know, would I song it with Paul, take her home? Then he went Neil, Neil Finn. I'm like, okay, this is challenging. You know, I, I would now go, uh, I would write with Paul Kelly. Yeah. No, sorry. I would, I would write with Neil Finn because oh. I just think Neil's melodies and lyrics are unbelievable. I like that. Yeah, uh, Paul Kelly, I would take home because I think he's such a gentleman. Yeah, and I could sit there and have dinner with him and have a great chat about all of the stuff that he's done, all the stuff he's written. I would be really into, into talking about his life. Yeah, and Ella is such a cool chick. I would go out with her. That'd be partying with her. <laughs> yeah, and I've done that, so I would do yeah. it again. There well, you go. Awesome, man. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right, Pete Murray, thank you so much for taking time out, co-hosting. We're so pumped for this tour, man. Greatest hits, the album. It's it's super exciting, man. You're one of our great singer-songwriters. You're always so generous when you come on here, man. And we really, it's, it's been so good to chat to you. Thanks, Matty. Uh, I look forward to chatting again, mate. Just make sure you keep these uh, cool dudes <laughs> on for the next chat. It's going to be something we're going to do now yes. in the future. Sick, man. All right, mate.